And welcome back. It's still Mile High Magazine. I am Murphy Houston, and joining me is my friend Jayla Sanchez-Warren, who runs the Area Agency on Aging with Dr. Cog, the Denver Regional Council of Government. And joining us for our weekly update on what's happening in the state of Colorado with COVID-19 is Dr. John Douglas from Tri-County Health, formerly with the CDC. Dr. Douglas, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing just fine, Murph. Uh, uh, couldn't be better. Well, that's good to hear. That's that's optimistic. Um, things are changing a little bit. Uh, I've heard the governor speak a few times. Uh, kind of, I guess we want to know how things are going since the uh, the governor started the safer at home model. How's that working? You know, I say overall, uh, I I give it high marks. Um, it's uh, it, it started on April 27th for most of the state. Some of the metro counties like Adams and Arapaho and Denver and. Jeffco and Boulder and Broomfield actually uh, delayed a little bit, didn't go into that phase until Saturday, May 9th. Um, I think there's been, frankly, some confusion about what does it mean to be an open business, how do we do things safely, um, and then there's been some confusion about why does this business open and not that business. Uh, seems like they sort of present the same kind of risk. Um, some of that, frankly, is honestly a little hard to explain. Um, I think there was a honest attempt to try to identify categories that could be more most safely opened up, and uh, we've been sort of working down that pathway. But I'd say that overall we've we've had um, a good cooperation from the community, and, and maybe most importantly from a public health perspective, we've seen the number of cases uh, not only flatten but begin to decline in all three of our counties, which is great news, and it's in, in some ways a little surprising that it's doing that well since we're doing more testing, and as we started to do more testing, we thought we might, even if things were changing, see more cases. And I, I'm, every day I look at it again, is it still going down? It's still going down. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic that we're, we're not out of the woods, as, as the governor will remind us, but we, at least for the time being, I think, are in a cautiously safe place. What do you think of that, Jayla? Well, I think that's exciting news, um, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. We are still, you know, trying to figure out, um, because we serve people that live in nursing homes and assisted living, that's a big deal for us, and we're still seeing cases pop up in those facilities, which is concerning. And then we also are trying to figure out how to start up that, those in-home services again, right, and how to help people um, bathe and dress and um, we've been kind of doing that all along, but now we got to get back out there, um, help people with house cleaning, and that's that's uh, that's we're trying to figure out how to do that safely um, and quickly because folks are calling saying we want you to come back now. Yeah, I bet they are. <laughs> well, Dr. Douglas, how do they handle that? I mean, what what suggestions can you give Jail about helping these seniors out more and getting more people involved with their lives again? Well, first of all, the work that JLS team does is absolutely critically important. I mean, it was critically important before COVID got here, and now that, as Jayla points out, they're the ones that have the potential for suffering the worst consequences. It's more important than ever. ever. Um, I'll say a couple things about that. Uh, I'm sure JLS team is following the, the various precautions that have been offered. Uh, we, we try to do things when possible in a socially distanced manner, I mean, if you're helping someone get up from a chair or helping somebody, giving somebody a haircut or this kind of thing, you can't be six feet away, but that's a pretty good rule of thumb. Secondly, I'm a very big believer in face cloths or face masks. Uh, 
but we don't want people to buy the high-grade medical stuff because our hospitals still need that, and, and there's been some supply chain issues. But this stuff really can help prevent transmission from me to you if I'm sick. And then, although we've been saying it since the beginning, and people are maybe kind of tired of hearing about hand-washing, 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 really does remain important. I guess the last thing I'd say about the group that Jayla has been talking about is that the governor has said, you know, May for folks that are over 65 or folks that have got chronic medical problems really ought to look like April. Kind of stay as much at home as possible. I think June is going to look somewhat like that. Um, although as we see community transmission falling, I hope that's going to get better. So I think those are probably the keys to safety about a group that I really do think is a critical one in our community. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And, and uh, Dr. Douglas, I wanted to back up just a second with your comment about the importance of masks, and we realize that. But I saw a doctor, and there's so many doctors you see on TV, saying, yeah, the masks are important, but it won't help totally prevent you from getting the coronavirus. Why would he even say that? You know, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me to interpret various TV personalities. I mean, really? I mean, I, I will say that we, we do believe that the, the masks that all of us can either make or, or get that are cloth and rewashable, they, they are absolutely not bulletproof. They're not 100% at all. Again, they probably are better at preventing me from transmitting infection to you than they are preventing me from getting it. And, and a big part of the reason we're recommending it is not, hey, Murph, if you're sick, just put a mask on and go out and go to the grocery store. Don't do that. Stay home. But if you're feeling fine, wear a mask because we're realizing that a bigger and bigger chunk of people who are getting sick get their infection from people who are completely asymptomatic, felt completely fine. And that's the big role that we think masks can play. Yeah, I think that's so important. You know, we've had calls from family members saying, I want to go visit my mom. Um, is that okay? And it's like, well, you need to still take precautions. Even in our house, they say, I say, yeah, um, but we're family. But you haven't been around your family, right? You haven't been around her for a long time. You don't know what she's been exposed to. My mom has been at lots of doctor's appointments and at the hospital because she just is a cancer survivor, newly cancer survivor. Um, but she's still going there. And, and uh, you know, we make sure that when uh, I take her to the doctor's appointment or or go and see her that I I wear my mask and she wears hers and you know we we still so we still social you know try and social distance and um wear our masks cuz I, I don't i certainly don't want her to get anything and and then i was teasing her i don't want you to give me anything either you've been at the hospital not me yeah she probably took that personal didn't she yeah. <laughs> you know i i do want to say something Jayla, on just kind of riffing on your comment there uh hospitals are actually uh, right now, pretty safe places vis-a-vis COVID. We're, we're honestly probably at more risk just out in the general community because we've got more and more of us feeling liberated. Let's let's get out and enjoy life. The weather's beautiful. This is Memorial Day weekend. And there's probably more risk for transmission in those sort of settings than there is in hospitals right now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm emphasizing that in part because people like your mom who are cancer survivors who really ought to be getting follow-up care, yep. sometimes are afraid to go to hospital. Yeah. True, true. Yeah. She's been and going. Good for her. Good yeah. for her. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> 
So listen, uh, Dr. Douglas, while we have this conversation, we've recorded it obviously earlier in the week as we're all isolated somewhere, but it is Memorial Day weekend. Do we think the governor's on the edge with this big holiday weekend kind of kicking off summer? Is it going to start getting easier with restaurants, bars, brew pubs, places like that? Yeah, I think we're going to see some things open up next week. He's been saying for at least two weeks, as of Memorial Day, he's going to announce some new guidelines for allowing restaurants to open back up. He's already released the draft guidelines. He gave it to the health departments on Tuesday. We had a chance to review it, and then he put it on the website. Hey, any comments, let us know. And ostensibly, he's going to finalize that on Monday. Now, that's for restaurants, I would note, and bars that are standalone bars. I'm not talking about your restaurant that's got a bar at it, but a, but a standalone bar. We're not quite there yet. Um, he's also told us he's going to comment about spring skiing. That's not something that's to everybody's taste, but there are some people who want to do it. Um, summer camps, which many parents are chafing at the bit to find out about. And there may be some other things as well. I don't think it'll be back to normal by any means. And frankly, that's one of the things I'm having the most difficulty in, in conveying. Things are getting better. It's fantastic. But it's just not better enough to be back to normal. So I'm, I'm optimistic we're going to see some changes. I think they're going to be good changes. And I hope we can I, – I, I think the governor made a good point, by the way, yesterday. Memorial Day wasn't originally designed as being a – a party weekend. It was designed to honor our armed services members who died in, in sure. serving our country. And I think yeah. that as we are being somewhat careful, we ought to, you know, maybe get back to the roots of Memorial Day and think about yeah, let's be reflective because we've lost people in the COVID epidemic as well. We have. We have. That's a real valid point. I appreciate that. But at least if the restaurants start opening, especially, you know, most of them have outside patios, which is probably one of the safer ways to open, wouldn't you think? Absolutely, and I wanted to say that being on an outside patio is a lot safer than being inside. One of the things we're suggesting to restaurants is, hey, if the weather's good and the insect burden's not too bad, open your windows. When people are sitting inside spaced out, if you've got breezes crossing through there, that's great. And, Jalen, when you go visit your mom, if she's got a patio or a porch, that's a great place to have your yeah. visit now that the weather's nice. Yeah, that is awesome. We have been doing that, so... That's good. I didn't know that was a good thing to do, but it, it's good uh, that we've been doing it that way. Um, well, at least it's a break from the old routine. And uh, like I heard one doctor say, it's kind of like a dimmer switch. You slowly bring it up till it's bright again. And for me, even if I get a few minutes in the driveway now talking to my grandkids or something, it's better than I had a month ago. And that makes yeah. me feel better. Absolutely, and it's 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 almost certainly going to get better, especially if we do remember that dimmer analogy, brighter and brighter, uh, but take it take it one step at a time, one week at a time, sort of thing. Uh, and John, I wanted to ask. I heard the governor talk about the testing situation in Colorado. We're almost have plenty of tests. There's free tests available. How's that working? You know, it is getting better and better. Um, we, we still have periodic concerns about the supply chain for, for stupid things like swabs that have to go into your noses. I mean, stupid, like who would have guessed that would be a, an issue? Although right now it looks like that's been worked out. We've got new testing sites opening up in different places. We've got a regional testing site at the Pepsi Center opening up, opening up in Denver today that's going to be uh, open daily, not just for people who live in Denver, but anybody all over the region who wants to come by and get a free test. Um, we, we think we're getting close to the point where if you've got symptoms of COVID, 
please go get tested. There's plenty of testing capacity. Um, so I, I think that's been a major, major improvement. I think the next question we'll be addressing is, especially when we start thinking about schools or maybe even going back to our, our nursing facilities that Jayla mentioned, is can we begin to get to a point where we can test people who are not sick but who might put other people at risk? And yeah, you know, that's, not, I'm really struggling. Not, Go ahead. We're not there yet, but I, I really look forward to us getting to a place where we can do that. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. There's been um, quite the demand for ombudsman, which is our program that protects the rights of people that let go into nursing homes and assisted living, um, for them to go back in. And I'm trying to figure out what level of PPE they need, right? They need all the way from – because when I was an ombudsman and I went in to see somebody who had MRSA, I had to gown up and glove up and put goggles on and masks and booties and, you know, um, and and then if there was another person that I went to see that also had MRSA, I had to change out all and put on all new stuff. Um and so I, I'm wondering if that's the level that we're going to have to do in ombudsman. If that's the case, I, I you know, we have over 500 facilities in our region. Um, I'm going to have to buy a lot of PPE. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we are going to have to be careful about that, Jayla, because, again, it is people from the community going in. With right, the exactly. I know. Yeah, and, and that will be an important thing to work out because those – Facilities do have so many, so many vulnerable people in it. Yeah, I, and I, I don't. I'm so afraid that one of my staff will be asymptomatic and they won't know it, and you know, expose people. And and sometimes temperature testing isn't isn't um, you know reliable, and uh, it's just scary. Yeah, it is. Holy cow! Well, onward and upward, Dr. John Douglas, uh, Tri County Health, which is Adams. Uh, Rapahoe, Douglas Counties, uh, formerly with the CDC. John, we really appreciate your time week in and week out with, with these updates because people need to know, and they trust you. Well, Murph, I appreciate you inviting me every week. You're a patient man, and always <laughs> great to be with you. How lucky we are to have you, though, Dr. Yeah, John. honestly, God, we really appreciate that. And uh, your information is valuable, and you're the best. And we'll talk to you again next week. All right. Happy Memorial Day to you Yeah, you too. Thank you, Dr. Douglas. We'll talk to you again next weekend for another weekly update on COVID-19 in Colorado. Jayla, thank you for joining us from the Area Agency on Aging, Denver Regional Council of Government. And thank you guys for joining us on Mile High Magazine. I'm Murphy Houston. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you next week.